Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode with me, your host, Cameron Phillips. I'm so happy to have you here today, and I'm so happy to be recording this episode. We have a treat for you today. So buckle in, get ready. I'm going to dive right into it. But first, a quick message from our sponsor, which is me. Today's episode is brought to you by my free video training, Influencer Business Abundance. In it, I give you 14 action steps to help you make more money and find more fulfillment through your YouTube channel, Instagram page, or blog. This training is meant for those of you who have always wanted to get started making content online for side income, and for those of you who are already influencers but feel tired, burnt out, or stagnant energy around your business. This training incorporates mindset and manifestation principles to get you back on track, business foundation skills that lead to more profitability and understanding your worth as a creator, and practical steps to start pitching and landing more paid collaborations. To watch the free video training, head to CameronPhillips.net slash Influencer Abundance. Again, that's CameronPhillips.net slash Influencer Abundance for the free video training. I cannot wait to see you there. All right, so in today's episode, we are going over the 12 big steps that you need to take if you want to become a successful influencer. Now, these 12 steps are pretty fundamental in order for you to lay the groundwork to get your mind right and to get your business right to actually see profitable and long-term success and money and fulfillment from being a digital media creator, otherwise known as an influencer. Now, for those of you who are familiar with my show, you know that I use the word influencer kind of ironically. I think it is a little bit of of an absurd term because, you know, here's the thing. Everyone is an influencer in some right. But I guess what separates being a, quote, influencer in the influencer economy and influencer media is having an influence over people who you do not know personally. You're an influencer to your siblings, to your parents, to your friends, but those are all people who you know, who are in your close circle. Being an online influencer means influencing people who follow you to see your lifestyle or to hear your expertise in a certain field. Now, we all know that, um, but the word influencer and influencer marketing has become the industry standard, so that is what we're talking about. But this is really for anyone who has a blog, has a YouTube channel, posts content on Instagram, TikTok, any online social media platform where you are building your own brand, sharing your voice, your opinion, and your content, and you wanna make money from it. Because that is the T, we're breaking the stigmas around money, we are all here to be more abundant financially, in the new year and onwards into the future. So I have spent years coming up with these 12 steps, which I feel are incredibly integral. And a lot of it is comprised from mistakes I've made in my own life, countless conversations I've had with industry leaders in the influencer world, the marketing world, and many of my close friends who are also in the influencer economy. These 12 steps are some of the most foundational, fundamental elements that if you get them right and follow through with it, you're setting yourself up for so much more success down the line rather than you know, building something on unshaky ground. I think personally, one of the biggest mistakes I have made in my own six-year influencer journey is not having these steps mastered as I moved through it. And so many of the things are not like, these are not, they're heavy hitting, but they're not difficult. It just takes time, it takes planning, and it takes understanding. And knowing them will position you so much better as you move forward. Um, Yeah, over the past couple weeks, I've been working through finalizing this kind of list and putting together this program, and I really feel passionate about it. And it's changed so much about my own business moving forward. And it's really been such a great 
I guess, reminder for me, you could say. And I'm actually going to be doing a video on YouTube where I do my own program like in depth day to day and try to, I guess, make the most amount of money I can and find the most fulfillment in that period of time. And I'm so excited to take that challenge. I mean, of course, I am living and breathing this material, but to actually sit down and do it in the timeline that I'm offering, it's going to be really, really interesting. So anyways, let's dive into it with the number one on our list, which is arguably the most important. Because as you'll find out, the list kind of builds upon itself. So as we move down, you can't really you can't really move on to the next step without understanding the one that came before it and working through it accordingly. And that will all build upon itself. But the first step, the first big step to becoming a successful influencer is clarity. Now, clarity. What does clarity mean? Clarity is a funny one because personally, in my own life, Clarity is something that I've heard preached from so many people in so many different industries, whether it be influencer marketing or, you know, really any industry. And it's something that I always rolled my eyes at. I always thought this is ridiculous. You know, like I know what I want to do. Like I don't need to, you know, get more specific. I don't need to like have a mission statement. I don't need to like understand these things. I'm fine. And in saying that, I don't know what I was thinking. I was obviously self-sabotaging myself and I obviously feel like I wasn't worthy of having a mission statement or whatever, which is absurd and has held me back for many years because if I had found the clarity that I have now many years ago, I'd probably be in a very different stage of my career. So that's why the first question or the first step is finding clarity. And we're going to find clarity through asking ourselves questions. Now, questions. What kind of questions? It's what do you want to be doing on social media? What do you want to be sharing on social media? Think about that. I mean, this sounds so vague, but if, if you are listening to this podcast with the intention of actually being able to attract opportunities into your life, to make side income, or to re-energize your influencer business, these are the things you need to ask yourself. What do you want to be sharing online? And that's anything as simple of as simple as, I want to be sharing my life and my experiences with people who want to follow me. That is a very simple answer, but that is a step further than you may have been in the past. From there, you take it a little bit further, you know, saying what types of content do I want to be sharing? Is it photos? Is it videos? Is it audio? Is it written? What channels do I want to be sharing them on? Is it your own blog? Is it Instagram specifically? Is it photos through your own blog? Is it YouTube? Is it Vimeo? Who knows? But these are the things that you need to get clear on. Now, I understand that this sounds incredibly basic, but here's the thing. So many people don't start small and instead try to start from step five and miss steps one through four, and then they're on unshaky ground on five to 10 and never get to 15. You know, you got to start from the beginning and work your way up. When you establish that clarity, you're going to see yourself and understand yourself and where you want to take your business. What is your end goal from this? You know, is it to be making, you know, $100 a month? Is it to be getting invited on press trips? Is it to be connecting with like-minded people who follow you and have the same values as you? Is it opening yourself up to new opportunities? Is it meeting new friends? Like, what is the end goal here? And how does that clarity impact your business? So once you establish this clarity, it's going to shape a lot of how you move forward in re-energizing your influencer business or in starting your business. I'm going to take a moment here to kind of focus on the people who are re-energizing their businesses here. Let's say you've 
been down the influencer road, you've tried to make it happen, it hasn't really happened, or it hasn't happened how you wanted it to happen, or you just feel unfulfilled by it, getting back to this clarity piece and asking yourself these questions can really, really set the tone for how you're gonna move forward and how you're gonna shape this business. So a question would be, um, and personally, I like to write things down. I talk about this a lot in my program, but we use a journal a lot to kind of get things. Because when you write things down, you get out of your head a little bit. And that is what can really allow you to see your thoughts and actually make progress rather than just continuing to think about them. So I work this out through opening up my journal and just you know jotting down these questions and then kind of moving on from there. One of the first questions is, how do I show up online and share my thoughts, feelings, and opinions? You know, how do I show up online? What does that look like for me? You know, and there's two ways to see this. It's like, how am I doing it right now? Or how do I want to be showing up online? You know, what kind of community am I trying to create? How does my audience think, feel, and respond to things that I share? Finding out who your audience is and getting really specific on who you want your audience to be is one of the best ways to make content and grow a business around who you're trying to attract. If I'm trying to attract people who are open to experiencing the best of life through using mindset and manifestation techniques to bring new travel opportunities into your life, to make more money, to have more fulfillment, to be happier. You know, I'm looking to attract a community of people who are open-minded enough to work towards these goals. I'm not trying to attract a community of people who are close-minded, who are stale, who are intellectually conservative. I'm not trying to generate or to grow a community of people who don't align with those values because what is that going to do for me? So when I get clear and say, what kind of community am I trying to create? I'm trying to create a community that values mindset, that values travel, that values money, that values experience, that values connection and community and experiencing the magic of this earth. When I'm trying to create a community, that's who I'm trying to find. That's how I feel confident that all of you are. I know you're listening to this because you align with my values of trying to live your best possible life and through creating opportunities through yourself by getting the manifestation blocks in place and taking the right action to lead you there because that's how I feel and that's why I love to travel. That's why I love to eat great food and drink great wine and start businesses and create a future that I love because I believe that I can and I'm interested in living the most fulfilling life I can. You know, that is clarity that I did not have years ago when I was first posting YouTube videos or whatnot. And that is the kind of clarity that's really important to moving your brand forward and to letting go of what's happened in the past and establishing the clarity to really get the opportunities in your life that you're trying to create. Now, what does this look like? How does this how does this become something that's tangible? In my world, that becomes tangible through a mission statement. Now, a mission statement is not just reserved for big corporate companies. It is, I mean, there's a reason why they have it. And there's a reason why, you know, corporate companies exist and like these big industry giants. And they became industry giants because a lot of them use a lot of these principles that you need to take back into your own life. And I do that through a mission statement, and that is what I'm talking a lot about in this clarity piece, and how you can really boil down once you ask yourself all these questions to get back to that to get back to that mission statement, which you can refer back to, to you know, be your guiding light moving forward with creating this successful influencer business. So, we establish the clarity. You ask yourself some questions. You journal about it. You kind of ask yourself, you know, who is my audience? Why am I connecting with them? Why am I doing this? Where am I showing up? Questions along those lines. So now we're gonna make a mission statement that basically incorporates the who, the how, and the why. 
You know, that's the essence. We can incorporate the what as well. But let's start with this. Here's here's a great kind of Mad Lib style way of putting it together. I, then the what, the who, the how, and the why. So I teach, that's the what, digital entrepreneurs and influencers, that's the who, you guys, principles about mindset, manifestation, and wellness through online programs, inspiring content, and coaching, that's the how, to make people more money and find more fulfillment, that's the why. So now when I'm sitting down to create this podcast and when I am putting together programs online and when I'm growing my own business and sharing that experience online, I am, well, I can refer back to my mission statement of I teach digital entrepreneurs and influencers about the principles of mindset, manifestation, and wellness through online programs, inspiring content, and coaching to help them make more money, find more fulfillment, and travel more frequently. Wow. Isn't that great? So I can put that on my wall. And when I sit down to talk to you guys through this podcast or make videos or write email copy or whatever, I can go back to the reason that I'm in this, which is to help people make more money and find more fulfillment, right? And when I sit down for my digital magazine that I'm working on, helping people have more phenomenal experiences traveling around the world, I can make my own mission statement for that that serves as the guiding light for that entire media company that helps connect people with phenomenal travel experiences around the world and make it accessible and attainable. Mission statements takes that clarity, or a mission statement takes that clarity piece that we talked about that you boil down and that you find, and it turns it into a tangible thought, feeling, and emotion that you carry with you in your business. Now, when you get clear on that, that sets the framework for moving through steps two through 12. And we're only on step one, and I'm spending a lot of time on this because it's really, really important. And it's important because I ignored it for many years because I didn't think it was important. So if you're sitting in my shoes where I was in the past, I'm encouraging you to take the time to go back and try and do it again. Try and get back to that clear place. Try and start fresh and open your mind to the power of getting clear. Okay, that is enough. We're going to move on to number two now, which is an extension of this. Number two is the power of possibility. Now, what does that mean? I just kind of came up with this name because that's not what I teach. I don't teach about possibility, but that's really kind of what it is. This is mainly self-coaching and limiting beliefs. Now, what is self-coaching and what are limiting beliefs? Limiting beliefs, put simply, are things that hold you back. Beliefs that you carry that are stopping you from reaching your goals. And self-coaching is how you work with yourself and your own mind to get over these limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs are big in all aspects of life, whether it, you know from romance and your personal relationships to even your family relationships, to your business, to your education, to you learning anything new, to you having the courage to you know, go skydiving or whatever. These are all limiting beliefs that holds you back because it's something inside of you that thinks that you can't do that, that thinks that you can't be a successful influencer, that you can't ever grow a following to a large enough size to get invited on press trips, to think that you can never recover your business to what it was, to think that you can never find your perfect partner or your ideal job or whatever. These are all beliefs that we carry that are kind of rooted in self-worth that hold us back from going for our full potential or giving our full effort and or in stopping ourselves from self-sabotaging ourselves. That is, that was kind of a confusing sentence, but I think you, you're getting the gist of this. Everyone has limiting beliefs. If you don't have living, limiting beliefs, 
you must have done a lot of work probably with a professional to help break through them. The problem with limiting beliefs is that most people don't even know they have them and can't see where they're hiding or how they're holding them back. And this is the power of journaling and the power of asking yourself those questions in order to see your mind from kind of an outsider's perspective and be able to see where these blocks are that are holding you back. Specifically for influencers and for us trying to build online businesses and get paid to create content, limiting beliefs play a huge role. I mean, first of all, we have the cherry on top of the limiting belief of judgment. Judgment from friends, family members, ourselves. Think about it. I know so many people who want to start you know, posting YouTube videos or sharing Instagram content, but they are afraid of the judgment of their friends or their family thinking that it's silly or that, you know, why are you trying to do that? Like, you're just going to try and be like an influencer, like, LOL, like, you know, and I think so many people fall victim to that, but so many people want to be having a creative outlet that allows them to have opportunities to get paid and, you know, get more involved in the industries they love through being involved in the media world. So many people want to grow this, but there's also so many people that judge that, which is absurd. And that's something that you'll never be able to change, how other people view you know, what you're trying to do in life. What you can change is breaking your own limiting beliefs on how that's holding you back. So how do you do that? You do that through self-coaching. Self-coaching is a way of looking at your thoughts and asking yourself questions and getting to the bottom of what's holding you back and being able to acknowledge it and move on from it because once this is like anxiety and a lot of other things in the brain like once you can see the process that's going on you can then start to work to get around it and to not fall victim to those processes now this is something i have done a lot of work with and still have a long journey to go on but i will say that it has been one of the most impactful things in my life and that for years i never could see my limiting beliefs. I could never see how I'd hold myself back or how I'd self-sabotage. But once you start to kind of break down that barrier and see the limiting beliefs and see the way your mind works and how your thoughts kind of structure themselves, then you can see when it's happening. And you can be like, oh, like I really want to, you know, talk to my Instagram story and promote this product that I'm launching. But, you know, I just, I feel weird about it. Like I don't want to be judged. And then you can step back and see, oh, wow. Like, okay, I'm holding myself back because of, this belief that people are judging me and that, you know, it's going to impact my self-esteem. But at the end of the day, that's just a feeling you have. That doesn't really have any implication. If people want to judge you, they're going to judge you no matter what. It's you taking back your power and moving on from your limiting belief and actually going for your goal. You know, this builds on that clarity piece because, you know, number one, we set what you want to do and where you want to go, how you want to show up online. And number two, now we're starting to see what's been holding you back from actually getting there and how to work around it by seeing your thoughts and being able to reprogram and acknowledge when you're going into these limiting beliefs and move on from it and actually continue the climb up the hill towards where you're going. This has been so powerful for me and has, you know, even me creating an online program, talking about this, even me promoting it, sitting on this podcast, talking to you, this is This was a big limiting belief for me and being able to see that and see how silly it was and see how much it was holding me back. Wow, here I am talking about it and I feel great about it and I feel confident. I don't feel like an imposter. I have value to give and to add here and I am so proud of this content 
And that was something that I was always held back by my limiting beliefs of what people would think of me or of not being, you know, quote, successful enough to be sharing this information. But that's the thing, you know, it's like money, success. If you think it's not enough, it'll never be enough. You could have $100 million in the bank, but if it's not enough, you'll always feel like it's not enough. That's a limiting belief. And that's self-coaching to get over that and accept that it is enough. Okay, moving on to step number three. Now that we've set the clarity, now that we've talked about self-coaching, we can start talking about content planning. So this is really gonna tie in a lot to the first piece, the clarity piece. How do you wanna show up online and what do you want to do? Once you see the long-term vision of what your brand is online, let's say, you know, in a year I want to be, in a year I want to be working with entrepreneurs to help them create thriving online businesses. So that's just something I'm throwing out there right now. Once we have that clarity piece, the number three, the, cl- the content planning, we can work backwards and see, okay, what types of content am I going to make that's going to get me to my goal and to build the online presence that I want to build. Now, this is very, you know, this is very dependent on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to build a travel blog, a travel platform, or be a voice in the travel community, this is going to, let's go on that example, because that is also something that I've done in the past and also I'm working on with my digital magazine and that I think a lot of you also resonate with. Let's say you're trying to be a voice in the travel community and your goal is to be invited on press trips and get paid to travel and experience the best of the earth and share it with your audience. So we're going back to content planning. How are we gonna get there? What what types of content are gonna serve your audience that's gonna help bridge the gap to get you to where you wanna go? The big questions are the what, what types of content, the how often, and the what formats in like, you know, video, photo, and what medium, which also kind of goes with the what types of content. So let's talk about video first. If you are a travel YouTuber, you could sit down and now that you have this clarity of where you want to go, say, okay, I need things that are going to be searchable. Searchable as in top 10 lists, you know, things like that. Um, Best travel recommendations, like worst things to avoid when traveling. Really searchable content that's going to drive traffic to your channel. That is a great content bucket for you to be focusing on to help bring in more audience. The other kind is personal travel content, like travel vlogs, travel experiences, travel stories. These are kind of two big buckets that, number one, set your tone as and your style as a travel voice in the community, and the other is really searchable and brings people to your platform. Let's say you want to work with those two buckets. There you go. You just started planning to see, okay, here's where I want to go with my brand. Here are two different styles of content that are really going to help get me there and align with my goals. So you answer the first question, great. Now, how do you set a schedule that's gonna be A, attainable and achievable? You know, you could say I wanna make a list video every day that's gonna bring in search traffic, but at the end of the day is that's just not, that's not practical for most people. I mean, videos take a lot of time to make. It's a big commitment, it's a lot of energy. You have to come up with ideas, the editing, the uploading. Saying every day is like great in theory, but is that long-term sustainable? I mean, we're going for, you know, years of building a business here. We're not going for one month of a sprint. You know, the longer and more sustainable you can be, the more success you're going to see over time. So once you decide what types of content you're going to make, you're going to talk about how often you're going to make it, and then you're going to put that into a calendar. Content calendars are incredible. Content calendars can be the most 
beneficial things for building a brand with longevity. So now that you know what types of content you're gonna make, you're gonna put it into a calendar and schedule out when you're gonna produce, when you're gonna share, and how you're going to share that with your audience. So content planning is one of the most important aspects of really treating your influencer business like a business and putting in that scheduling and that consistency and that accountability to your brand. And it's one of the best ways that you can really get on top of where you're trying to go and make those things happen. So you set the, you set the, what type of content you set the, how often and where you're going to publish it. And you put it into a calendar. That is step three. That is content planning. So our fourth step is branding. And when I say branding, there's two different types of branding. There's visual branding and your written copy branding, how you show up in your writing with through your style and your tone. These are things that kind of go along with the clarity piece as well, but frameworks that you should set in place from the beginning and then stick with it. Now, in terms of visual branding, this means your editing styles, both video and photo, and the kind of visual look that you develop around your brand. This can also include colors, logos, fonts, anything that is a visual representation of how you show up online, which I do think is important, especially for those of you who are YouTubers and bloggers because um, that whole channel aesthetic and that whole color scheme, that whole cohesiveness across your blog or your channel really does set the tone for building that brand around what you're doing, making everything feel connected together rather than just uploading videos here and there. You know, having a good intro that's consistent, having that branding piece, and for bloggers, you know, having that kind of style and tone for your visual elements that you bring to the table that lets them know you're reading a an article written by you or that you're viewing a piece of media in your personal brand, right? And the second part of that is the copy or written. Copy refers to any kind of, how do you word this? I guess like the written behind and advertising. So like copy can also be your Instagram captions, your text on your ads, your Um, you know, writing on your blog articles, your YouTube descriptions, titles, those kinds of things, anything where writing is involved. And writing is something that I have grown to love over the years. And what I really like about writing is that you can take the time to, you know, really develop a style and a tone that you bring to the table that is you. You know, it's it conveys your voice. And the best way to write, especially for stories and articles and blog posts, is to approach it from a way of very like candid and casual and not try too hard to make the writing perfect. Now, this even goes back to my college days where it was proven every single time that whenever I would sit down and just bang out an essay, it would always be way better than one that I would spend way too much time on. Because when you allow writing to just flow from you, number one, it's more true to your actual style of how you speak and how you think. And number two, it's, there's number two, number one, it's more true to your style. And number two, it's more conversational and more in the way that people actually think and speak rather than, I guess, a pedantic form of writing that's very academic and not conversational. We're in the business of social media and personal brands, and people are not looking to read like peer-reviewed journal articles from college. <laughs> so just be open with it, and through that, you'll really develop your, your style and your tone, and that will also become a part of your brand, which is important, and it's important to keep that style when you're coming to your Instagram captions and when you're coming to your YouTube descriptions and to again build that brand around how you show up not only visually but also through your writing. Step number five, authenticity. 
Now, there's been a huge shift in the influencer culture over the years, and as we're moving to the 2020 decade, it is really important for you to be a friend online. You're not here to lecture people. You're not here to seem above them. You know, there's a very small group of people who have lives that are so unrelatable and so flashy that people follow them just for that, you know, to see, wow, this is so ridiculous, like blah, blah, blah. And that's great. But for most of us online, you want to come across like a friend because at the end of the day, you're trying to build a community of like-minded people who you can engage with and resonate with and they can resonate with you. And the best way to do that is to speak to them like you're speaking to a friend. You know, I have an activity in my 14-day boot camp where I have you journal about two different situations where you're explaining something to an audience as if you were on stage speaking to a thousand people, or you explain it to a friend that you're having coffee with. And by writing it down and writing through that kind of speech you would give them, it's amazing the difference that you can see just in how you convey ideas versus when you think you're standing on a stage and you think that there are a million people listening to you and you have that bit of like, I need to put on a presentation versus that casual candidness of like, oh, I'm just speaking to a friend, like catching up, letting them know like what the tea is, what's good, how I feel about this. That is pretty profound. And the difference can be shocking. And one of the best ways to hone in on that authenticity that we did cover a little bit in the branding section, talking about finding your authentic voice and style is to continue to share that through your authentic voice and style like you're speaking to a friend. Show up to your community like they're your best friends. That's an amazing piece of advice that just totally shifts your whole method of communication and leads to so much more open, honest conversation that people want to hear. They want to feel connected to you. They don't want to feel like they're just following someone for the sake of following someone. You know what I mean? There's a level there. There's a level of authenticity that needs to be met in order to find true success as an influencer in this next decade we're moving into. And a lot of that comes with vulnerability too. A lot of that comes with opening up your heart, you know, letting people into your emotions and sharing with them not only the good and the highlight reel, but sharing with them the bad and the true and the ugly and the reality, because that's beautiful. And people grow from that. People learn from that and people respect you for that. So with that, we move into the sixth step, sixth step, which is engagement. Now, this goes hand in hand with what we just talked about with authenticity. Engagement is the practice of showing up. How do you show up? Creating the content is one thing, but actually showing up is a whole nother. Now, in the program, we also talk about, we have this whole piece, like an action step, where I have you essentially reintroduce yourself to your audience after you've refound this clarity, this branding, and smashed through your limiting beliefs. It's important to come back to your audience and say like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. I'm sorry if you have the wrong impression of me, but I'm so excited and grateful to have you here with me. This is my life and this is how I'm showing up online, you know, and really stepping back out with that authentic foot forward. And you do that through proper real engagement. Now, what is proper real engagement? I view it as showing up. You know, not only is it, yeah, commenting back, liking other people's things, but it's actually having conversations with your audience, getting to know them, replying things more than thank you when they say nice pick, you know, engaging them with real questions. And yes, it takes more time. Yes, it takes more effort. But if you can even come away with a few followers who you could consider internet friends, that is the key to breaking that barrier and really getting to know them and what they want and what types of content they're into. And if if you're looking to sell things, what they're looking to buy. 
You know, there's so much value in actually getting to know the people in your like-minded community rather than replying with just a simple thank you and liking some of their photos. Send them a message, thank them for following you, ask them how their life is going, ask them what's going on, get involved. And on top of that, there is the consistency piece here where it's showing up in a way that makes you seem reliable and dependable and like when you're there. That is also a huge piece of engagement as well. Wow. And with that also comes the concept of evolution, which is your growth as a human being and as a content creator and as a business owner and that evolution that you share with them because they're evolving too. Sometimes they're going to evolve out of your life, but at the same time, people are going to evolve into your life and you're going to evolve away from other people. Life is a changing process of growth and it's important to be open and honest about that with your followers because the ones who are with you and the more open and honest you are, the more the good people are going to stay and become even more loyal, I guess, fans and supporters and in that community. So the seventh step is business structure. Now, this is something that a lot of influencers don't actually work to set in stone and don't ever really think about, but it's holding them back so much. Now, I have a whole section of my 14-day bootcamp is titled um, Money Cleanup, which involves a lot of this, but also some of the ways that you think and feel and like view money in general. So the way I look at it is that there is a direct value associated with being an influencer. The value that you provide for brands and for your audience and what you actually do that deserves to be paid for. I am the biggest advocate of actually getting paid for your work and think that there is a foundational value exchange between creating content and making content marketing for destinations and brands and any like other work you do as an influencer. So what I say, or when I say business structure, I mean that it's really important to understand the time and money that you're spending on your business versus what you are making and how much it costs you to make photos, to do the shoots, to do the styling, to do the editing, to edit videos, to post, to engage. There is a direct value exchange here and I actually worked through a whole example of the value exchange of a branded content deal where you have to make a video and several different Instagram posts and even at minimum wage, which is $15 an hour here in Toronto, Canada, I know it's less other places, but even at minimum wage, a deal of that capacity is still worth several hundred dollars. But I meet people all the time who don't think they have the worth to get paid for their work. You have the worth to get paid regardless of how many followers you have. If you have 1,000, if you have 500, or if you have 50,000 or 500,000, there is an exchange that you are creating a service for a brand, you're creating content, and you are eliminating so many different factors in that equation of creating that content. What I mean by that is in the past, it'd be like they have to hire a photographer, model, location, stylist, editors, publishers, copywriters, like there's so much, and they'd have to pay for marketing channels to have it distributed to an audience. You as an influencer take care of all of those. Think about that. Think of what you bring to the table in that regard. In this lesson, I'm really talking about, and in this step, I'm really trying to drive home the point that what you do has value and you need to really start structuring your time and your business based around that value and know your worth, know what you're bringing to the table and balance that budget, the time and money budget to make sure you're coming ahead profitable. That is the key to actually turning this into something 
that has longevity and has fulfillment because the more and more time you spend that is way grossly you spending time and not getting paid enough for it, you burn out and you don't feel fulfillment. If you can look at it, make a table, track your time, track your income, track your spend, and get it into a way through pitching and through creating opportunities for yourself to be making that money back and to feeling the fulfillment and the opportunity, you can create such a more um, fulfilling business with longevity from that. So I think um, creating business structure around being an influencer is one of the most underrated things in the influencer community that so many people are not doing, but it is one of the keys to feeling fulfillment and to creating more income through your work. And that moves us into step number eight, which is pitching. Pitching is one of the best ways to bring opportunity and income into your life as an influencer, yet there are so many people who don't do it. Now, why they don't do it? There could be different reasons why. The big ones that come to my mind is value. They don't understand the value of the service that they offer as influencers, or they just don't know how. They don't know how to get started. They don't know how to find the contacts. They don't know how to write the emails. They don't know how to follow up. Both of those are fundamental to finding good success. Micro-influencers and nano-influencers are as in now as the big players in the industry, and it is incredible the opportunities that small people with only a few thousand followers can make if they get themselves out there and if they connect themselves to those opportunities and you do that by pitching i have a two-part series in my boot camp about pitching the first part talks about value and really breaks down like i talked about in the last lesson in the last step how you have value as an influencer and how to know and understand your value. Because once you know and understand, you are so much better equipped to ask for and receive that value in terms of money and opportunity. So once you work through that and understand your value, and you can understand your value by really breaking down all the steps that you do and what you bring to the table in terms of your quality, your unique voice, and how you show up online, and you turn that into pitching through the pitching structure. Now, pitching structure. Who are you pitching? You're pitching PR agencies, you're pitching brands themselves, and um, you know it, it is incredibly easy. The hard part is overcoming the mental blocks of rejection because like so many things, like applying to jobs in the traditional job market, like dating, not every person's gonna say yes, and that's just a fact of life. But if you get discouraged and stop trying, you'll never get that yes. You have to continually put yourself out there despite the rejection, despite the feeling like it's not going anywhere until the right opportunity lands and aligns itself. And the thing is, it eventually does. It always does if you try. So pitching, you need to demonstrate the value, you need to demonstrate why it's aligned with your brand, and you need to show them what you can do as a content creator, as a marketer, as your unique audience, or with your unique audience, what that can do for their brand and why it's in alignment. And once you put those pieces of the puzzle together, it's an easy yes. It's an easy yes, especially when you can demonstrate your value. Now, of course, there's a lot more to that. There's specific formats for how to find the right contacts to pitch you, how to email them. I will cover that in future episodes. Um, I wanted to give you just kind of an overview of the step, just letting you know that pitching is so important and it can be done. Um, also, it is in that free training that I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, um, which, yes, leads to my boot camp, which we have the full lesson on pitching. Uh, pitching has changed my life as an influencer, absolutely. And I, yeah, I swear by it. It's incredible. 
Pitching leads to our ninth step, which is having professional practices as an influencer. Now, again, if we're treating our influence like a business, which is the point of this podcast and the point of my program and the point of me talking on this podcast, you need to show up like a professional. And what does that look like? That looks like being on time, following through with your timelines, being a professional, being polite, being courteous, doing your jobs to the best of your ability at the highest level of quality and output that you can, being consistent, showing up for work, and being a good networker. So I kind of break this down into in-person and then digital. So like the digital professional practices would be how you respond to emails, your timeliness of responding to emails, um, how you conduct yourself online, how you schedule your time, your content planning, how you follow through with your engagement, your authenticity, and your branding, and just being a professional and treating it like a business, treating it like you were getting paid $100,000 a year to show up or more. Because here's the thing, if you follow all these steps and dedicate yourself, you can easily get there with time and with manifestation. The other thing is in person, which I like, I love to touch on because I've had many experiences with influencers in this industry in, in um, real life situations on press trips and at networking events where they're just rude and ungrateful, unprofessional, and it comes back to bite them. I have heard directly from you know, PR managers, PR reps, tour leaders about how they like certain influencers more than others. And it's all about how they conduct themselves, how they behave, and if they're being ungrateful and rude or if they're being grateful, professional, and courteous. And it will go so much farther than so many people realize. Being a good person does win at the end of the day. It truly does. It absolutely does. And that is something that needs to be driven home in this whole industry. And especially when you're dealing with people in real life at networking events, on press trips, and how you conduct yourself online. I think it, having professional practices and treating it like it is as important as it is and it is your career will play out so well in the long run. And number 10, here we go a little woo-woo, manifestation. Manifestation is something that I hold near and dear to my heart, but I know it can not trigger people, but kind of lead some people to roll their eyes, to put it lightly. Now, here's how I look at manifestation. Manifestation is aligning your beliefs with the reality you want to see in your life, and then believing it to a point that it happens. Now, this is not magic. This is not money just randomly appearing in a check from no one in your mailbox. This is not you all of a sudden waking up one day and you have a million followers on Instagram. This is not that. This is blocking or getting rid of those limiting beliefs we talked about earlier, but replacing those beliefs with the beliefs about the reality you want to have. Like, you know, let's say you want to see yourself as a, I'm going to give you an example here. So you want to build an influencer business. You want to get to 100,000 subscriber followers. You want to be offered one great brand deal a month and make $100,000 a year. You want to get to that level. And you think, oh, when I get to that level, yeah, of course I'll be consistent. Yeah, of course I'm going to show up. Of course I'm going to give the best product I can because I'm going to be getting paid. I'm going to be doing all this, you know, versus right now, no one wants to hear what I have to say. No one is paying me, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. When you go into that feeling of like, why do you want to get there? Why do you want to be making $100,000 a year? Like, why do you want to have 100,000 followers? Like, what does that feel like? What is the emotion behind that? And what will it feel like when you get there? Will you feel more worthy of being paid? Will you feel more fulfilled? Will you feel more secure by your income? What are those feelings? And if you can narrow down those feelings right now, what's stopping you from feeling those feelings right now? 
right? So many people want to have, you know, let's say a million dollars in their bank account. What does that accomplish? It accomplishes a feeling of security, of stability, of having a fallback, of knowing that money isn't tight, of knowing that you are abundant and can act on that money if you need to. But that's a feeling. So what if instead you take that feeling, that feeling of security, that feeling of, wow, like I'm good, like money is fine, I'll, I'll, I'll always have enough money. What if you take that feeling and bring that feeling into your everyday life and live from that feeling even if it's not the case? What is the harm in feeling that way? All you're going to do is feel better. So what, what is the harm? But when you feel those emotions of having the belief that it already exists and like deeply understanding the vibration of what it feels like to that security and that abundance, you're so much more likely to bring it into your life because why? Because you show up differently. You show up differently when you are making videos, when you are making podcasts, when you are emailing your customers, when you are applying for jobs, when you're dealing with clients. You show up differently when you fundamentally understand that you already are successful and that it's already here versus chasing the success and thinking that, oh, one day I'll feel good when I get there. You can get there and you still won't feel good because that bar has just raised higher. The way to manifest and the way to fundamentally get what you want out of life is by creating an intent, setting an intention, adopting new beliefs around it, trusting those new beliefs, and fully embodying the emotion that comes with them as if it was already done. And that is how you attract things into your life, new opportunity, new abundance, and really bring in a new reality. Now, I hope you guys can understand that. I'll be talking more about this in future episodes, but it's something that has changed my life and impacted me so positively. And it is one of the crucial steps for finding long-term success as an influencer because even if you don't, even if you do smash through the limiting beliefs like we talked about in step two, if you don't replace them with intention and new beliefs, and if you don't believe it and follow through, you won't get there or you won't build that long-term satisfaction, that long-term business like you're trying to get to. You have to replace it with the reality that you want to see and move forward with manifestation principles. So powerful, it'll change your life, I swear. Okay, step number 11 also goes along with that, which is building trust. Now this is twofold because it's building trust, your community building trust in you by being authentic, by showing up, by being honest, and it's you building trust in yourself. You building trust that you are worthy of communicating online and sharing your opinions and thoughts and building trust in your manifestations and building trust in achieving the lifestyle that you want to achieve. It is all very powerful, but building trust goes both ways. And I'm not gonna spend a long time talking about that. I go a lot more in depth in the video training, but we're gonna move right on to step number 12, the final step, which is gratitude. Gratitude goes in line with these last three, these last two manifestation and building trust, but gratitude is the end all be all of life because without gratitude, without gratitude, there's nothing. Without gratitude, you're just going through life until something is wrong and it makes you upset. Without gratitude, you don't see the magic in every day. Without gratitude, you don't see the success you've already built. You don't see the life you already have. You don't see the income you already have. You don't see the followers you already have. You don't see the opportunities that are already in your life. And if you don't practice gratitude for every dollar that comes in, for every opportunity that gets into your inbox, for every missed opportunity, if you don't practice gratitude for all of them, you will not have the courage, the strength, and the willpower to continue and move on to build the business that you want to build. Because without, because gratitude is the ultimate reminder of 
the positive in your life and of the beauty and of the growth and of the change and of the development. And it is one of the most powerful things you can put in place and one of the most powerful actions you can do to see long-term success and find that fulfillment from being an online creator. I love that so much. Gratitude is one of, it is one of the most powerful emotions you can feel in your body and it changes your whole vibrational frequency. Beautiful, love it. And with that, that is the 12 steps. The 12 big steps to becoming a successful influencer. And we really went through the whole range here, as I said. You know, we did the physical stuff, like the actual business building, the pitching, the content planning, the engagement, the money structure. But then we also did the deep level stuff, like the clarity, the limiting beliefs, the manifestation, and the gratitude. And I think that this is a really powerful system to actually up level your digital business and your influencer business and take it to a place that you find fulfillment and make more money from. So I'm so pleased by the difference that adopting these 12 steps has made in my life. And I would really encourage you to go and experience that free training and see what you think. You know, like I said, it's free. You have nothing to lose. So I'd love to hear your comments and feedback. Please tweet me, Instagram me. I'll see you guys on the internet. I can't wait to share more impactful knowledge and wisdom with you in the next episode of this podcast. So if you enjoyed it, leave a review on iTunes. I'd appreciate it. And I'll see you guys very soon with new content. Thanks so much for being here. Talk to you soon. Bye.